0: Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What a beautiful
1: throw by the Baker. Big job! Hasta la vista, baby! Welcome in to the OBR Film Breakdown. Your host, Jake Burns. We are going to talk about day six of training camp where listen i went up to it first day in pads which was uh which was cool you know some actual football looking things transpired on the field i thought there was a lot of uh a lot of upbeat energy it's important to remember that as you go through the process of gearing up for the season you don't when your first day of pads is still a thud day so there were there were very few live tackle setups like they weren't uh they weren't doing tackle drills, which have been eliminated from a lot of football sort of uh, mythology over the last few years, as concussion protocols and 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 the awareness of head injuries. Those old school things have have been gone, and especially especially when you consider yesterday, when you know the Colts not only have the Carson Wentz news, you hear about uh, you hear about you know Quentin Nelson with the same foot injury. You see a Carolina Panthers safety getting cut for headhunting in a, in a live a live practice session, you know, people with ambulances called a couple situations where practices were stopped across the league. The number one goal is to not lose important players. We saw Anthony Walker leave practice session number 5. Good news, uh, I can tell you I was uh, I was sitting next to Brad Steinbrook, a really close source to Walker, as close as you can get, uh, confirming that it's minor. So Stefanski noting to the media ahead of the session that it would be a week or so is probably pretty spot on, probably a couple weeks, maybe get him back for the second preseason game to be safe, something along those lines. So again, that is going on 24 hours in Rumor Central, take that for what it's worth, giving you a little tidbit, that's an example of what you get if you join us for Rumor Central. You get those nuggets about injuries, inquiries, performance, thoughts of the staff, thoughts of the front office, thoughts of agents. That's the stuff you get. So Walker is going to be okay, which is great, because that's kind of like a uh, first, ah, uh, man, losing somebody important type of thing. If you recall last year, the first few days of pads, you lost Greedy Williams. You, you thought it was just going to be something minor. turns into something something bigger right he's day after day you have your Stefanski say well he's day to day he's day to day well he ends up missing the whole year so you just don't want to see people important to your future your season you're right now leaving injured they're taking their time with Ronnie Harrison as we know Grant Delpit in a bucket hat today taking their time there Denzel Ward with a precautionary day these guys are very smart they know the data about guys taking days to keep you know continue to ramp up their body and keep them right They do this structure. They give guys days off. They put them through individual drills, give them a light day in uh, in, in the team sessions. It's all about creating an environment where the muscles can be uh, you know recovered and all of that stuff can happen in a time that, that keeps the soft tissue injuries down that's what they're trying to do so if you go to practice and you're like oh well why is that guy out it's probably due to what they call a maintenance day they give these guys opportunities to let their bodies get right we talked about it on the day nick chubb signed his contract he didn't participate in team drills he was not out there for those they're just trying to keep these guys fresh You'll see it fluctuate. They'll do here and there for everybody. There's no uh, specific dates that you would know any of this stuff, but it is it is something that you will notice. Hey, I don't understand maybe why Kareem Hunt's not practicing today. or Why is Denzel Ward not in team? He does not injured. Well, that's why they're being very careful, precautious with Grant Delpit. Like I said, Bucket Hat not participating in some things, especially the important things that it, the Achilles injury on that young man. I don't know if we'll even see him in preseason. It's going to take a while. It's going to be a process for him. Uh, I, I'd be very interested to see uh sort of where he ends up getting some of those live reps that are going to be so important i'm not sure where those will come from but you know at the end of the day it's all about keeping him healthy getting him ready to go and be by mid-season getting grand up at where he needs to be so other than that other things to take note of for the day, as I talked about, some important players uh, stepped aside. You didn't have Odell participating out there, which is uh, obviously very, very noteworthy because they'll try to get him ramped up, ready for the season, doing all of those things. It'll come. They need to start you know, getting those reps together. Again, it's going to come, it's going to happen, but at the same time, you got to make sure... Those guys stay healthy. That's what's most important. So, just wanted to update you on why some players are out there, why some aren't, especially when you see video highlights, uh, things of that nature. So, let's transition back to talking about how practice went because uh, I think we need to to cover that in this podcast. I thought I tweeted out early. I thought Baker looked sharp. They they initially did some one on ones. Those one on ones are great for defensive backs, wide receivers to to. Uh, get the quick twitch, you know, muscles going, timing for quarterback wide receiver, DBs jumping routes, that stuff's great. Never read too far into those things. It's it's one of 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 11 on both sides doing something. There's so much more that goes into it. Just never read too much into it. But I thought Baker was sharp there. I thought he was pretty sharp in some uh, some early sessions throwing too. They kind of jumped to a team before they went uh, to to skelly period he had a nice double move to kadero hodge down the right sideline and then they went skelly period which one-on-ones were down in the red zone meaning 20 yard line and in and then really the rest of practice was inside the red zone as well as it was clear the focus of the day was operating inside uh you know inside the goal line or not the goal line but inside the 20 yard line red zone and condensing the field and making those quick decisions getting separation that stuff. So again, it wasn't. They weren't using the entire field. They're kind of condensing it. How do we perform in the red zone? Here's our package of plays we like to go to in the red zone. These things we want to have installed. So things were condensed. And I think when things get condensed, it can be a little harder for offenses to connect, especially, especially when teams are playing skelly and they know passes are coming. Right here's no run mystery in seven on seven. It's always a pass. And uh, I thought that the Browns were. Pretty bad. Baker Mayfield got vocally frustrated that they didn't really complete any throws in that uh goal line. I should stop saying goal line, the red zone seven on seven period. He was frustrated with it. And again, it was pretty audible. They were on the far field again, but I was kind of watching through binoculars. You could see it. They wanted to be better, as would, you know, they, they want perfection. So it wasn't out of the ordinary to see him get frustrated. But uh again. Uh, what what stood out to me was some great plays that were made. I think Jacob Phillips was kind of your first mic in the defensive secondary. Javante Moffitt stepped in at safety, uh, as obviously Shelter, Gredwine, Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit weren't going. Thought they had some nice pass breakups. John Johnson jumped a, a, a route, almost had an interception from Kyle Oletta uh, when they were working in different teams. Uh, I just uh, I just liked how the defense played in that scenario. Again, it's just a function of the situation. And, and, and you know, you know that pass is coming. It's a thing that can happen. In, in any given 7 on 7 you know you eliminate one phase of the game it helps out linebacker safetys corners play it you know so it helps the offense too cuz there's no offense there's no blitz there's no pressure but but for the most part especially when the field condenses i think you you smell what I'm stepping in there um you know i thought that when the full 11 on 11 happened again down toward the red zone a couple of nice touchdown throws from baker to Njoku, he had one as well to Hooper I think that's a, an area of comfort for him, tight ends down there, especially on corner-based routes or deep over-routes. I liked what I saw in those scenarios, kind of improving on what became a little bit sloppy with the 7-on-7 seven seven period that happened there before they kind of all gathered up and went back to team.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Other guys who stood out, you know, we, we did get an opportunity to watch some one on ones. I saw a couple nice reps from Tommy Togiai. I saw a really nice rep from Curtis Weaver in, in those one on one scenarios. Again, those are against different linemen. The, the offensive during seven on seven periods or what's called Skelly, the offensive defensive line will go do one on one periods. Uh, I thought Drew Forbes had a couple nice reps. Uh, there was an interesting one where. Uh, I thought Billings got up under Nick Harris and, and really maneuvered him off the line. But again, tough to see because they're kind of tucked around the corner doing my best there. Jademian Clowney can't be blocked. I mean, you know, he, he I, don't, I think he won one rep against Jack Conklin, Jack Conklin won the other. But as far as like creating disruption in the backfield, he's been great so far. I, again, does that always translate to sacks? No, but you want consistent pressure. And what we're seeing is this guy finding his way to disrupt things. Don't worry about. Don't freak out about the offensive line. I think Clowney's pretty good when he's healthy. He seems healthy. He seems happy. Seems in a good spot. Was engaging with fans. All of those things you want to see. So to me, pretty encouraging. Again, Demetric Felton. I've noticed uh, out there playing wide receiver. He would. He did drop a, a throw. I thought could have been a touchdown in seven on seven. But for the most part, he's been. You know, he's been. He's been all over the field, running back, wide receiver. They're trying to give him every opportunity to prove himself. Defensively, as we know, Jok went through some of practice the NDP the individual portions. He'll get ramped up. I think Kevin Stefanski noted before practice uh, that that he wasn't totally sure what he had to do from like a getting geared up standpoint because there's some protocols about how many non-contact sessions you have to have. I think there's some COVID 19 vaccine questions that uh, go into play there or, or whether he's vaccinated or not. I don't know. It's it's COVID 19 protocols whether he can actually be out there participating in contact drills without that wait period so moving forward i think you'll see more tackling you'll see more live periods and and when they shifted the live periods i thought you know again down the goal line uh Malik, or sorry uh, mac wilson made a nice play nice interception baker's trying to fit the ball sort of over the middle with max back turned to him he thought he was trying to fit it to hooper he he ended up turning catching it making a nice play on it Mac is going to have an opportunity, especially depending on how long Walk is out. He's going to have an opportunity to make this roster. I know some people tried to this offseason count him out. I think he's got a real chance to make the roster. He's he's practicing well. He's We know he plays pretty well in camp. I'm, I'm not advocating for Mac Wilson getting a ton of snaps, but if he can take strides from a mental standpoint, be in the place he's supposed to be, re-dissect, react, play quicker, we'll see what that looks like in the preseason. Could be could be a player to watch out for as far as making a jump. You know, sometimes guys unexpectedly uh, uh, make a jump, so we'll see. The, I thought the Browns ran the ball really well. A lot of wide zone scheme stuff. I know we talk about the different schemes, the variations they use, but I thought they ran the ball laterally extremely well. Now, again, defense is just fitting them up. They're just tapping them up. They're not tackling. Maybe they'll get into a little more tackling later this week, kind of leading into this Sunday's Orange and Brown scrimmage. But for the most part. I thought they ran it pretty well and had some nice run lanes. Again, Nick Chubb made a couple a couple runs with some cuts. They were like, okay, there's nobody tackling him there. He's just going to break away. So thought that was worth noting. Uh, I think uh, another thing that is interesting to me uh, when, when watching is the leadership John Johnson's providing in the secondary. I think he's doing such a great job getting guys where they're supposed to go. We knew that was going to be a part of what John does, What he what he would do. I just, it's kind of, when you watch it live, I think it's really, really neat to see. They didn't, I mean, Anderson Dayo tried, he was doing that, but the play wasn't ever going to meet some of those exterior things that make safeties really good, That that communication stuff. And I like that they're not having him call plays because he's the organizer of the back half of that defense. It's important to get everybody on the same page in coverage, alignment, run fits, all that stuff. So I really have been quite, quite encouraged by that. J.C. Treader was back after an illness. Sat out Monday, full participant. Looked good. Interviews before practice, I thought, were pretty boring. Richard Higgins asked God about the Baker Mayfield. I'd like to know more, like what went, what goes into that. How do you guys get there? The chemistry you have, like how does it get there? Not, not, not the way it was framed. Didn't love that. Uh, Kareem Hunt talked about how running backs don't matter. He, he, he doesn't believe in that hes seen running backs take over the game of course he's gonna say that you know man's trying to get paid another contract for too long. Uh, but you know some interesting little quotes about team over self and they're they're saying all the right things you know uh, when 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 Stefanski was interviewed, he kind of got some specific questions about guys. I like that he pointed out how Higgins is practicing better. he's doing some of the special teams things he was on the scout team. That's the stuff you want to hear because you need you got all these guys fighting for positions and you never want to see a guy just get phased out. I thought, I thought Richard got phased out in the kitchens era, but worked his way back. And he's talking about, you know, with Kevin Stefanski learning all these different positions this year. He played X predominantly when when Odell went down last year, but he wants to learn all these different positions and do different things. And I have noticed he's been off the ball because X is traditionally an on ball receiver. You know, you're split in. He's been doing other things to get where he needs to to be on the field, doing things that put him in motion, playing Z, playing some slot, doing different things. I think that will be a continued thing for for uh, for Richard Higgins, and I, and I look forward to seeing sort of where he goes, where he lines up, that sort of stuff. Also wanted to talk about Albert Breer's five things on the Browns. You know, he's connected, Monday morning quarterback, all of that stuff. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is his first point, which we've all seen, slimmed down. He's had a great offseason, John Johnson, everything Cleveland hoped for. Greg Newsome. I just continue to be impressed by how he looks on the field, confidence where he's supposed to be. Don't see him getting beat very often. Uh, it, it is it is a uh, it's a place that he looks comfortable to me already. Got a lot of snaps today. They rotated him side to side, and they will rotate. They talked about this. Stefanski did. They'll rotate these guys like crazy to figure out where they all fit. You know, Richard LeCount as a, a rookie, free safety, strong safety, whatever. He'll play them all. They're going to move people to figure out where they fit best. I've just been encouraged by the way Newsom looks in coverage, very twitchy. And, uh, and again, looks the part. I thought Nathan Zagura's comment on his body type was pretty interesting. If you didn't listen yesterday, go back and listen. Uh, the biggest issue is sorting out O-line, D-line roles. O-line depth and D-line roles. I would agree with that. Uh, they 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 definitely need to figure out up front today. The the guys who were in most, Malik Jackson and Sheldon Day, number ninety two, was in a good number of snaps. Malik McDowell, big guy, man, he does not look like a D tackle, just a big 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 longer player. Looks like a DN, plays with pretty nice leverage. Uh, need to see more. I think it's so so hard to watch training camp and focus in. On offensive defensive line play from where you're sitting especially being so far away it's it's a real challenge so I hope hope to have some real insights from Sunday's uh get together at, at the orange and brown practice so we can get a feel for some of those things I do I do think I'm encouraged by Tommy Togiai the the uh, the leverage he plays with I think Marvin Wilson's got some got some quickness to his uh to his initial moves counter moves that I like too but They definitely need they they need Billings and Jackson to be a strong first group, and then they can piece together some of the younger guys. I I just I remain as apprehensive as possible about Jordan Elliott. I don't know, man. I don't see it, but maybe they do. They give him another year to try to see if he was drafted highly. He can figure something out. It's just uh, it's really it's really challenging. I watched him in one on ones, and I just didn't I not like the reps. He doesn't have a combo movie. He's a guy who won on sheer strength and being a better athlete than everybody he played coming along and taking advantage of certain situations in college that he could be the best player on the field. And it's like, get to the NFL. You got to be a refined player, man. You got to be able to put things together. You got to have an elite trait. I'm not sure what his elite trait is to ever make a difference. I don't know. We'll just have to see. But again, impressed by Curtis Weaver, liked him. First group of linebackers out there Jacob Phillips, Taki Taki. Malcolm Smith rotated a lot of guys in and out of that group. Jacob Phillips getting time calling plays. Uh, they're gonna like they said one one day. Kevin Stefanski said a guy will play Mike the next day he'll play Will. It's a huge feel it out process going on going on defensively. So again, don't let that stuff what you're reading get get in the way of like they're gonna move people around there. So that's important to remember if you go and watch. Don't draw too many conclusions from your one day of individual viewing. I'm excited to see them in pads another day. Uh, that, you know, you get acclimated to the pads again, get the feeling right. They're going to thud up a little bit more. I think there'll be a little bit more hitting. Above all else, I need these guys to stay healthy. You know, when something major comes across the screen about these injuries, it just it makes me so nervous, man, about about who is... uh who's coming across on the ticker about if it could be a Cleveland Browns player. I don't know. Just makes me, makes me sick to think about. It's not, it's not something fun to, uh, to ever, to ever consider because it could be. And, and nobody wants that. Um, You know, I, I just, it just, uh, ugh, training camp, those big injuries and thinking back to, to grant and, and, uh, and greedy. And it, it uh, it's gross. I hate it. I don't like thinking about it because you need everybody. I'm excited to see JOK Get to the field at some point. I think it's going to be a nice piece. I think it's going to be fun to see what they do with him. It's going to be fun to see collectively uh, how how functional these guys are in this defense here, too. It's, it's just it's a genuine challenge to get a ton from going to training camp practice. So I try to provide you with a couple nuggets here and there, who's getting some reps, who's not. Hopefully you're enjoying these. I think they're okay. I won't be going to any more until Sunday, like I said. I'll try to pay attention to what I see, what I hear. Fred Greetham of the OBR will be there, so uh, please – you know follow his twitter account i'll talk with him we'll talk about what i see here feel and uh we'll, we'll bring you as as thorough coverage as as possible and i think the browns daily group do a nice job when they when they go live to, to provide some video content too that can give us a feel for those for those things as well it's tough for me to drive two hours for an hour and a half of practice and then drive two hours back not the easiest thing in the world those of you who have provided tickets to me thank you so much I uh, really appreciate it. If you're listening to this and you by chance have extra tickets for Sunday's Orange and or Brown scrimmage, I would appreciate that if you throw my way. I uh, would would really appreciate that if you have any extras. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, reminder, we've been going live on Twitch all week. We have an article up on the OBR uh, website about how to join Twitch and you can link your Amazon Prime to your to your Twitch account to support us, you know? You can you don't have to pay anything. You already pay for Amazon Prime every month. We would love it if you joined us on Twitch gave us an opportunity to see you know the worth in what we're doing and throw half of that money you already throw to Prime throw it to the OBR to keep making great content for you. We have so many cool things coming up this year. We have an article that explains how to link that so you don't pay anything. It just comes out of what you already pay to Prime, comes to the channel, supports us, helps improve our graphics, our audio quality. Uh, all of that stuff. So greatly, greatly appreciate. Many of you have done that. We're over 750 followers. We're over almost 70 subs. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy how far along that's come. So I will once again leave a link in this uh, 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 podcast bio with the direct uh, route to the OBR Twitch. So appreciate all your support, guys. Really, really do. We'll check back in tomorrow. Maybe get a guest on. We'll see. I could go solo again. Never know. Uh, We'll try our best to give you the most comprehensive Browns training camp podcast coverage every single day at the OBR Film Breakdown. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, have a great Wednesday, and go Browns.
0: This is the story of the one.